Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad breaking down every position as we head into training camp for the Minnesota Vikings onto the safeties. I am very, very confident in Harrison Smith being one of the best players in the NFL, not just even at his position. I mean, one of the purely best football players that there is. Rhodes and Smith are fantastic in that secondary. Those two guys are fantastic. Yes, they are. Agreed. I am also very confident, Judd, that Anderson Dejo knows how to play safety and can be a <laughs> serviceable sidecar. That if they had upgraded at that position with another a dynamic player, maybe they could be even more effective with using Harrison Smith. But for right now, you have a solid secondary safety who knows how to do his job. Behind these two fellows... I was just going to bring up, what if, <laughs> Matthew, what if Andrew Sandeo gets hurt? What do you think then? Uh, then I don't have a good answer for you, Judd, because it is very much up in the air, and the drop-off is off the side of a very, very tall building in Talon from the two starters to any of the backups. Why do we think that the Vikings, I mean, Mike Zimmer talked about this, I believe, two years ago um, at the Combine, I think. Why do we think the Vikings haven't gone out and actively tried to make a significant upgrade on on this Sandejo spot? Because it just, it seems to me, and, and Zimmer documented this. I mean, he talked about it publicly. He basically said, if we had a really good player, by Harrison Smith. You'd be looking at the ability to turn Harrison Smith loose and make him an all-world player, a player that everyone would know about and talk about. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a great idea. That's exactly what you should do. And here we sit two off-seasons, I believe, after that. And we still have a Harrison Smith, who's very good, paired with Sandejo. I don't understand why they didn't act on something that the head coach really thought would be a good idea. And as far as I can tell, he's 100% right. I think... A couple things. One is that they had to spend their money on the offensive line. And two, they had to draft skill players at the top of the draft, offensive linemen, right? They had to take Pat Elfline. They had to take Delvin Cook. They traded away a first-round pick. And so they used a lot of their assets trying to fix the offensive side. Also, Sendejo's improved. I think in 2000... Yeah, I'm not he's a train wreck. No, he's not at all. He didn't stay healthy I, I, all last year. That was a problem, but and, you're right. And I think if you're looking at it as through the 2014 lens, Sandejo is not as good of a player as he is right now. So if you're the Vikings, you're saying, okay, we would love to improve on that, but that usually costs a lot of money or a top draft pick, and we don't have those assets to use. So we're fine with just having a solid player there, 
as opposed to maybe a superstar, that's something you might try to address down the road. Is J. Ron Curse, if something does happen, J. Ron Curse, who uh, who was a seventh-round pick last year and was thrown into the fire and definitely had his struggles, the Bears game in Soldier Field comes right to mind, is J. Ron Curse now prepared at least to be a backup who you can count on? Well, he lost his backup job then to Anthony Harris, who might have been worse. Right against Indianapolis, he got torched, and they liked Curse. I think they liked him. Yes. I think I think he was put into an unfair situation that he never should have been asked to play in. He might be the type of player who does take a big step. I mean, he's got height. He's six foot four. He's got athleticism. I don't know if he can play the game or learn the game or not, but he's kind of a candidate for that. Like deer in the headlights at first, but then learns and learns and learns and improves. I mean, it, it is a shocking lack of depth, though. If you go under the assumption that J. Ron Kirsch just isn't really capable of playing that position yep. as he wasn't last year. Just a special teams guy, you mean? You are in really tough shape because you have Harris and then you have Jack Tocho, a guy they drafted in the seventh round you're hoping can move from cornerback to safety. If you have cornerback... That's a practice squad guy right there. Yeah, I mean... He, you might have something there if he's got cornerback-like athleticism and can move to the safety spot. But again, asking that guy to step in as a backup right away and play is really tough. And then Antoine Exum is still on the team. Uh, he was out all last year. How's he still around? I, he seems to have been here for 15 years. Yeah, I guess it's three according to the roster. feels like he's been around for about a good 16 years. I guess what I would say is if Antoine Exum is healthy, which is a huge if, then he might end up being the backup because he's got he some experience. A couple of years ago, I thought he drove Zim nuts. At, yeah, it's possible. At 1.2. But, but he's the only guy that's actually too. played and yeah. not been a complete train wreck. I have complete extreme confidence in Harrison Smith, and he's fantastic. But beyond that, I, I mean... You're right. Sandejo is Sandejo can play the position, but that being said, I do not look at the safety position in its totality and say, "Man, the Vikings are great." I look at one player and say he's fantastic. This might have been another spot where we look back and say, "You know, maybe adding that one more veteran at a very cheap price at a million bucks for a Corey Graham or someone like that would have been a better decision than leaning on these young players. I think that this team often thinks someone like Rashad Hill, who has a good game, if they show something, I, I know where you're going with it. Then we're in pretty good shape. It's our yeah. guy. We're in good shape as opposed to going on the market and just grabbing someone. I think when you are in a position like the Vikings are, which is to have very high hopes and to attribute your failures, probably which they do in 2016 to bad luck injuries, blah, blah, blah. I think when you go into this season with very high hopes and you're hosting the Super Bowl and you're saying to yourself, that's our goal, that's a season where you say we're going to – where we were going to have a young guy and take a shot on him at, let's say, corner and safety. That's where you start to say, you know what we're going to do this year? We're going to have a cheap veteran backup who, if we have to plug him in, we know he can play there. But it's as if the front office says, oh, no, no, no. What we like to do is cultivate young players, which if you're sort of building things, it's fine. I have no problem with that. But I think the philosophy needs to be altered sometimes. This organization doesn't seem to have that ability, and safety certainly qualifies as far as the backups go. Those are your safeties. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. 
Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.